G'day everyone, this is Tractor and welcome to the Millsoft Today podcast. We've got a few guests on my left. Introduce yourself. Raymond from, from And in the middle? Um, I'm Lachlan from Noble Team. And at the end there? I'm Derek, I'm uh, Lockie's son. <laughs> <laughs> Close to it. His dad actually. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Good start. So, um, for those of you not in the room, uh, Ray's from Mad Dogs, and people would have seen all about Ray on uh, Facebook and Facebook and Instagram and Instagram and Instagram. Hashtag, 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 hashtag. <laughs> Here's hashtag, hashtag. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Call Sign Project. Yeah, it's Call Sign Project, yes. Yeah. And his little underling. Yes. Yeah. So, what? how does, like, Mad Dogs and Noble sort of together but not the same thing how's that all work explain that to the general public for us yeah so within the mad dogs we've got like uh sub teams basically so we have uh noble team we've got vibe team omega and then we've just got like our general players so we're all still under the mad dogs banner um and we still come together as one big team and play together all the time but the teams that we have are divided up into kind of the categories of gel ball so you've got the type of play yeah, that play a lot. you know, the Noble team is more like the, the Milsim sort of hardcore style. Yeah. Then you've got uh, Viper team, which is kind of like just general game days and, and, you know, bits of speedball, bits of Milsim, they're a bit of an everything. And then you've got Omega, who like their CQB and, and a little bit of into the speedball and that sort of thing. So. Mm-hmm. so where do you fit in all that, Ray? Uh, well, I'm Noble 7, so I'm part of Noble team. So you are a Milsimmer then? Anyone that knows Ray Uh uh Knows he likes all the gear That's it Yeah, I'm here for the gear But um, for sleeping on the bush (laughs) Probably I need to like Sit on that for Contemplate it Yes (laughs) Whereas Lockie's like I was a cadet I know my stuff inside out Yeah (laughs) I'll just sleep wherever Yeah (laughs) Yeah So so, oh, yeah. so yeah. what is it about the actual sleeping in the bush? What is, is there? You just don't like the discomfort, or I like every, everyone's got different. Yeah, for for me, uh, sleeping is sort of I don't know. It's I sacred. Yeah, so it, you <laughs> cannot be interrupted. Like yep. you know, um, because <laughs> I sometimes I can hardly sleep. So mm-hmm. when I'm sleeping under seven hours, my 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 body function, I'm, I'm not functioning like hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get cranky, so I, 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 I can't imagine you without a grin on your face, let alone cranky. Yeah, look, never seen him you cranky. Didn't, you, mm. you didn't see him at EP one. You get upset. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll after get, after that bar, the chocolate bar, I was oh. like, oh, I'm sweet again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 You got to have a packet yeah, of morale. Little, yeah, a little morale boost, and he was good to go again. But uh, getting getting woken up at like. Uh, what was it, two thirty or something? From some contact that started going on, Ray sits up in his sleeping bag and just has a filthy look on his face. And we're like, "No, nah, it's all right, Ray. You just stay <laughs> you there, just, mate. We'll take care there. of this one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll fight the enemy off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have all the fun during the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're the opposite, Lockie. You don't yeah, care no, about I, the night stuff. I lo- like I love camping and that sort of thing. So I'm more than happy to just sleep 
in a sleeping bag underneath the stars or anything like that. I don't, I'm not really phased. You know, mm-hmm. If it's raining, then I'll just throw a tarp over the top and it should be right. But um, yeah, I'm quite easy going that way. I just muted that and it just beeped, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, he told us. Oh my God. I'm like, rookie, you saw me mute Rookie it. error. I, I have this thing in my podcast where something always <laughs> be, it doesn't matter what you do like I literally press the button and oh my god um, for those of you who don't know we're recording this during Anthony McMahon's birthday so happy birthday yeah, Tony yes, happy, happy birthday happy birthday Tony yeah he's running the gauntlet down at the field while we're recording this yeah so we might save it for when we get down there mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what about you Derek oh look I've just uh I like to get out with the boys, and you know, I'm uh, I'm the lucky's father, and so it gives me an opportunity to uh, to get out with the young guys and have a bit of a run around. I'm, you know, I'm I'm 47, so uh, you know, it, I actually enjoy it. I like oh, to you're get a young out pup then. I'm still I'm still a little bit young, but mm. um, but you know, but I, what I do like is the guys that they involve anybody who comes and plays with the Mad Dogs and and with the Noble Boys. I've I've never yet seen anything where you know they haven't involved somebody or you know mm. newcomers come on board, and so it's you know for me it's exciting to see, and, and it gives me a chance to run around with you know Lockie and you know, Ray and the team and, and, you know, and have a bit of fun and, you know, get a bit of exercise and, yeah, enjoy myself. It's, it's, yeah. it's been a ball. Um, so, obviously, you weren't at EP1. No, thank you. It's, no. it's not your cup yeah, of fish? No, look, I'd, I'd love to go, but, uh, you know, traditionally work doesn't allow me to uh, take the extra time <laughs> off to go gel balling, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm a little bit like Ray as well. I don't, I don't mind to sleep in my own bed if I can get away with it, so, uh, <laughs> you know. So, with all that in mind, um, we've talked about a Millsoft. Yes. Is that more attractive to you two guys that are less into the mill sim? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, yeah for me, it would yep. be for sure. Yeah, 100%. And it's just that, all right, we're going to stop and then we're going to have a proper sleep? Yep. Or is it the, what is it about a mill soft that makes you go, yeah, okay, I'll have a crack at that? Um, I don't know, right? Look, for me, I think it is. I think it's just a bit the opportunity to sort of uh, have a good crack at some stuff and get right into it and then actually like stop and take a breather and, you know, sort of spend some time and then, uh, and then you know, re- regroup and get yep. cracking again. And you can have a comfortable camp. You yeah. can take a caravan, like, if you really want to. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> bring the whole van, bam. Yeah. What about you, Ray? Are you going to bring, like, a, a luxury bus motorhome thing? No, I'm have just going to probably, like, um, you guys have probably, like, Airbnb kind of style. You could, um, yeah. If, if we go to Susan River, <laughs> yeah. there is literally a four-star hotel on site. Oh. So you can literally go and... Do it yeah, spas right, and all right, that right stuff. It sounds yeah. like a holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it that's, is. That, yeah, that's yeah. What, like um, like the Millsoft thing is. It's for me. It's not. It's for entertainment. Like yeah, hundred percent. Gel bowling for me is entertainment. So yeah, um, but you're I, fairly serious about gel bowling. Uh, like you train regularly yeah. and you just get together and and do quite a bit of work on your gel bowling game. Yeah. Yes. Um. But how can I say it? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, I like the training part because I, I like I like to be um, say you have eight hours uh, gameplay right I, I really want to have like utilized that eight hours in like at least uh, fifteen minutes like one hour probably getting like half an hour context yeah yeah because I I, I don't I don't I'm, I don't really want to waste time to walking around so um, patrolling isn't a thing you like the idea yeah I don't of? I don't I don't really like patrol even if it's patrolling to contact uh, like seek and destroy style oh yeah, that one is yeah, fine you like that, that sort of stuff fine. yeah yeah I yep. like that sort of stuff but it's, it's it's just the um, walking 
without a purpose, yeah, with no objective, no apparent purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. that's what I don't I don't really so enjoy to walk yeah. into a walk in a circle and then you know get sent back to base, get sent <laughs> back to the same yeah. circle again. Yeah, yeah, that. and I think that's where uh, like a lot of people they want to do a mil sim. Because they want like that that military style objectives and gameplay and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, but a lot of the people then don't necessarily want to go and do the full blown like camping and, the, yeah. and then that sort of thing. And there's not a lot of proper milsim style game modes and that sort of thing in in general game days and that sort of thing. Um, whereas if you've got a separate event that is, you know, you have that cutout time of a break where people can still come do the gameplay that they want to do without having to commit to a full yep. event. What about the the gear and uniform aspect of that? Obviously, it's a lot looser at a mill soft. Do you think that'll take away from the immersion? Like, you know what it's like to be at a proper mill sim where people are, are wearing the same uniform within a team and you go, all right, that's that team's wearing ATEX FG, so they're XYZ. Yep. Um, do you think a mill soft will destroy that or w- will it be better because... Everyone can wear a patch or a, a tag or a, like in a normal game day where you put a ribbon on your gun. Yeah. Like, th- will that destroy immersion for you guys? No, not th- I think it depends on the way that you go about it. If you do something like a, a cam, no cam, something as simple as that, you know, you still get that clear divide of you can identify your teams and that sort of thing, but you've still got that ability for the people who don't want to go out and buy, you know, hundreds of dollars worth of gear or uniforms and that sort of thing to just come and play. So, um, like, when we went to EP 1.5, there was one particular um, night attack that we did and we were rolling up on this enemy location and I'd sent two of our guys to the left and two of our guys to the right. And as we're coming up to the location, the firefight starts and I'd seen, like, just a silhouette of someone just, you know, creeping up on my right-hand side. And so I flashed them with my torch and I saw straight away that it was was Mitch, one of our guys, because I saw the yep. camo and instantly I was like, all right, that's, that's my guy, keep moving. Yep. And, and then flashed my guy on the next silhouette that I saw and it wasn't our, it wasn't our camo. So like You shot him. Yeah. Yep. So if it's done that way where you've got like a clear, easy, de- um, decisive factor of friend and foe and that sort of thing, then I don't think it really takes away at all. Um, even still, like bands and that sort of thing, some people complain because it's not like you know. Yeah, my my concern scene. is the lost loss of immersion. But yeah. if if I can manage that in a way, and, and I'm open to ideas, and that's what I'm talking mm. to you guys to see what you think. Yeah, no, I I personally think it'll open up probably you know some people that want to have a crack that sort of go to that not as Lachlan saying not, not that hardcore where they've got to go and spend a lot of money to get involved mm. in it. Um, that's the one thing you see when you know, when you play any game is the fact that. You, there's people there that have got absolutely nothing, yeah. and and you'll have someone turn up with bodies and a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah bodies and t-shirt and a helmet that they just picked up from somewhere, and, <laughs> and you go, "This is cool." They're just having a crack. Yeah, um, and I think that might open up that you know that that avenue for those Millsoft style games, and you might we might get a few more people involved and stuff where mm. they go, "Well, yeah. I don't have to go and get full full blown serious mm. about it." Mm. Yeah, so. and I mean we all started there. Um, like all of us now, of course, we've got all the gear, but we've been playing for you know two years or so now, sort of thing. Well, I've been playing with with Raymond for pretty much two years now hmm. um, but we all started in the same spot just you know picking yeah. up our first blaster yeah, and a bunch and of Oz cams yep, from the disposals going, and going taking on. game yeah. and yeah. yeah yeah that sort of thing and I think that's also is a very good avenue for people to because 
I can't see there's in 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 regular games probably like if I rock up with like helmet helmet contacts, you know, um, mm. good player carrier and people like oh, um, it's I'm, a bit intimidating. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we want we want we want to have that sort of like a lobby where like hey, hopefully hopefully you get inspired by me because the thing is like. Um, I'm 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 a content guy, so uh, look uh, the game in sort of like a movie cinematic style. So mm-hmm. if if people have the proper gear and everything, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. I mean, it's I know, part of the ambiance. Yeah, yeah. 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 it makes it feel good. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. if you go to a, if you watch Saving Private Ryan and they were all wearing 1990s uniforms, you'd go, it's a bit weird. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily hate it, but you yeah. go, oh, there's something a bit weird with this. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, having all the gear isn't everyone's cup of tea, and I think that's where you know, depending on, I, I would say some people get too focused on it. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. there's and a lot of friction in the community about yeah. should I have to have the gear or should I have yeah. it? Yeah. And there's so many debates about, you know, does does wearing Discord. all the gear <laughs> <laughs> yeah. does you know, does wearing all the gear make you, you know, uh, a less honourable player about, you know, calling hits and that sort of thing. And there's so yeah, many Yeah, if you've got a plate carry and you don't feel it is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's always gonna be those debates and there's you know, it's like that in any of these kind of sports, like the paintballs and the airsofts and that sort of thing. It's just, mm. it's exactly the same thing. But um, it's definitely not everyone's cup of tea to go down the avenue of getting all the gear and, you know, getting fully cammed up. Some people just want to go to just have fun and, you yeah. know, just play. So, mm. like, if I go, all right, we've got Noble, we've got Mad Dogs. I know those guys have got all the gear and can go, all right, we'll all be in X, Y, Z. Then if I go over to Derek and go, how about you grab four guys and come, like as somebody outside? Mm. What, what is in your mind? What do I have to spend? Um, or is is that the barrier? Yeah, I look uh, probably a bit new to that side of the things. Um, it probably could become a bit of the barrier for some some of the, especially the people that want to come and have a crack. Mm-hmm. Um, especially initially, I think once you get into it and you get involved in it, you actually you know have like myself yeah. i've actually started really getting into it and i've kid myself up now so mm. helmets and plate carriers yeah. and you know and, and all the gear and everything and yeah. you know Lockie and you know and and all the teams that have you know they yeah, help but he's me a out bit of a gear whore well he's a little yeah. bit of a gear whore hey, i like a good deal he does, look, a good he does deal, look a good deal yeah, a, nice, yeah. a nice bulk lot that i can pick up fairly cheap oh yeah, yeah i've seen you on milson buy swap sell yeah, 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 yeah. there's oh, always yeah. packages and parcels and stuff coming to the door every other day something he's picking up so so it could be a little bit of a roadblock there for some of the people but um but I think you know that the, the, the gear is getting cheaper and cheaper as long as you don't have to get specific, you yeah. know, specific stuff. Um, but it, there can, seems to be some a line in the sand between the what I call the wish gear yeah. and what you would wish to have. Yeah, gear. Yes. yeah, true. Mm, yeah, yeah. Very much. Um, and it's hard to find a balance for a new player of you need to spend at least mm. and. To me, that's a barrier to new players going. Oh, yeah. you need to spend yeah. at least six hundred bucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of one of the boys that was playing with us, um, he when he first started like looking into it, he came up to a game with us, and I, I let him borrow a blaster and and was like, "Yep, see what you think of it first, and then if you want to come play with us, I'll help you. I'll help you choose a blaster, yeah. choose the gear, all that sort of stuff." And um, we ended up getting him uh, a V two scar. A bunch of mags, some a spare battery, and a plate carrier for something like 300, 350 bucks or something like that. Mm. So it, you can, there's always the options for like cheaper loadouts right from just buying 
just a blaster all the way up mm. to blaster and gear as well and that sort of thing. And it's about looking around because some people just, you know, they walk into one store, X store, mm. and they go, oh, yep, you know, it's my closest store. But they don't shop around and they don't realise they can buy the same plate carrier at a different store for, you know, $20, $30 less sort of thing. Mm. And I think that that's... That's a couple of bags. Or a yeah, mag. That's it. Yeah, that's a mag. Makes a, a big, that's makes a, a big yeah, difference. An extra yeah. mag, an extra, extra battery, or, you know, a, a pistol mm. with a holster sort of thing. So it's all about what you want to do with your, you know, with your loadout, whether you do want to just have your blaster and tuck a couple of mags in your yeah. pocket or whether you want to go, you know. And Crazy. There's, yeah, and but there's, there's yeah. still different levels of gear, whether you go for, like, the Wish-style gear or you, mm. you know, step it up to, to X surplus gear or then to, to new... Proper gear like your sword and your, you know, all that expensive. Plant attack. Plant attack, the expensive stuff. Hi, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> he listens. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I've got an order on the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Um, so I, I look at mill sim, it's a bit like driving a car. When you're a kid and you see people driving a car, you go, oh, that can't be too hard. I can do that. Until you start learning to drive a car and you go, there's a lot to this. I'm, oh, mm, oh, I've got to push this and yeah. press that and yeah. I've got to ride the clutch. Very much so. Um, and people, you don't know until you know that you don't know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's what I see with MilSim. So what do you guys reckon we can do with a MilSoft to help new people have that experience and go, okay, this is – I've had my first experience at a MilSoft now. I'm a MilSofter or I want to be a MilSimmer. How do we get them to make that decision in an informed way and, and grow the MilSim community? So something that um, after EP 1.5, and I'd started to talking to Ray and a couple of the other boys about this leading into EP 2, was we were going to do a couple of like small video series and we were going to pass on knowledge because that's we, we really enjoy taking the stuff that we learn, whether it be from um, like, you know, def- defence level workshops that we've done with people or, or yep. some of our guys who are current serving or ex-serving and that sort of thing, right down to just stuff that we've, you know, picked, picked up, up along a the movie line. or a YouTube yeah, yeah. Or, or something that works in job yeah. or that doesn't work in real tactical movement. Yeah. yeah, and then passing that on to everyone else. So we'd, we were looking at doing a, a couple of video series, particularly leading up into EP2 um, around, for starters, we were talking gear and we were going to do one that was like a comparison between uh, like a higher end loadout and like a lower and more cost effective loadout mm. and passing on the things like the, you know, yes, you've got your packing list, but the, you do need this. You don't really need that sort mm. of thing. So trying to pass on the things that we've learned through our experiences to the new people who then can, you yeah. know, take that and go, Oh, okay, well look, you know, and it's, it's all a personal preference thing. You, it's not something that we say do it this way because we do it this way. It's like here is what we found in doing it this way. You know, Take that's what something. You will yeah, from it. that's something that you can consider for yourself and, and decide whether you you know want to do that sort of thing or not. Mm. And at the mail store, probably you can actually test it. Like, oh, is yeah. it working for me or not? Because every person have different preference and every person will work differently. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'd like to go. All right. I don't care what cams you rock up in. You can rock up in car key for all I care. 
we're just going to drop you. We're going to go, okay, Noble, you need to take three people today. Yeah. Yeah. And for the next three hours, those three people are yours. And then in the afternoon, we'll swap them out so that everyone gets more exposure to different people. Mm-hmm. And as we know, personalities don't always work well together. So you might get put in with somebody that you don't, you're just great with. Yeah. So it gets people to exposed to a lot more. Yeah. So actually, in how our team became, how Noble became as big as it is now, um, was because of EP1 when we had um, Dave and Calvin and Tim and the three of them, they just got mm. dropped off with us and we just went, yep, yeah, you know, come join us because they were just kind of, you know, we we're all in the same area and they hadn't quite been assigned somewhere yet. So we we're like, no, nah, just, you know, tack Jump on. Jump in, bro. Tack yeah. on. And, yep. and, yeah, that's how we met them. So without that, then we probably wouldn't have met them. Um, Thank goodness you did. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, we've now become, like, really good mates with all these guys and the team's mm. grown and, you know, We've got a whole, you know, lot more new skills and that sort of thing. Mm. So, yeah. One of those discussions I had before EP1, and it, it's more prevalent in my mind now, is the pay-to-play aspect of gel ball. Yeah. Um, I think about, like, we had guys come from Victoria and they rented straight-up J9s yeah. at EP1 and they were able to perform yeah. within a team the same way as everyone else. Um, do we need to limit what you can and can't carry in terms of higher-end gear at a Millsoft so that it's a more level playing field. Because, like, I could get out there with an Azrael that's doing 500 FPS and shoots a million rounds per second, and I'm going to hammer the the mm. opposing guy. I, I want him to have a good experience. Yeah. I don't... It's, for me, it's not about winning and losing. It's, it's about, about everyone sure having a good experience. Good yeah. Makes sense. So what do you guys... Like... As players in the community, like where can we draw a line for that? Like, do we go no metal blasters? Do we go no MOSFETs? Do no HPA? Like, how how do you do? That? I think that because I got no idea. Yeah, I think that just how it was done with things like limiting ammo and limiting, you know, the amount of resources that you had access to, like you know mortars and and that sort of thing. Because, yeah, you can have this, you know. Five, six, seven hundred dollar high end blaster that's shooting thirty two rounds a second. You dump through a mag in point five mm. of a second. But then what? There's, there's your ammo gone. Yeah. Mm. I, if if I was their teammate, I'd be like, well, I can't give you my ammo because I need I'm it. Yeah. 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 So and then it 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 would challenge them to be like, well, okay, mm. I actually need More strategic. to. Strategic. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, well something they, that that always dawns on me is somebody that was in the military and served on operations a couple of times. Mm. Conservation of ammunition is something you're absolutely counting yeah. your rounds. Mm, yep. It's a pain in the ass, but it's mm. na- you can only physic one round mm. of five, five, say. six weighs twelve grams. Mm. All of a sudden, hundred rounds, like you can't carry thirty thousand rounds. Yes. Yeah. You can it. carry thirty thousand gel balls. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. 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 weighs nothing. But um, yeah, I think if if things like limitations on how much ammo you get will challenge people, and and it. In a lot of cases, I think it'll be a learning curve where people mm. will go in and they'll just dump their ammo and be like, yep. oh, well, what do, I, what do I do now? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not going to go to the airsoft level of having, you've got to have low cap of magazines yeah. and 30 yeah, yeah. rounds and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and changing a mag every yeah. 10 seconds. But I do want to have a fair playing field. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll say, especially with the HPA coming into the market, right? Um, definitely, RPS need to be limited. Mm. Um, also, I'm not sure about FPS though. But, yeah, definitely RPS. Yeah. For me, FPS has always been a function of insurance and nothing else. 
Yeah. It's mm. just about the numbers that the insurance company gives us. Yeah. yeah. And I just abide by that and go, oh, well, it oh, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, and when I was in the proper mill sim world and I talked to the guys, I said, all right, why don't we look at classes of weapons like a submachine gun can have a high rounds per second rate, yeah. but not be able to shoot 50 metres. Like, that's yeah. what a submachine yeah. gun is. Yeah. It's a high rate of, you go, <laughs> and it's empty type yeah. stuff. Spray and pray. Um, and people were resistant to that. Like, oh, like, it's too much technology. But I, uh, I wonder if that's a way that Millsim can go in the future. Yeah, I think that's possibly it. I'm not so sure about now, because at the moment, like, the blaster world is still really small. Mm. Um, but I do think that that's probably a way that you could go once you start getting, you know, a more diverse range of blasters with different, you know, different capabilities behind them. And well, let's look at a DMR as an example. Yeah. Like what I think of as a DMR in the military is it's semi-automatic, yeah. heavy caliber with an optic on it that reaches out and touches people. But some people in gel ball just go, well, it's an M4 with a big barrel on it. Yeah. Mm. And, that's and, and I can go with it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the thing. In the end result, we're still shooting gel, and you're shooting maybe <laughs> at max, at absolute max, maybe sixty meters, yeah, inaccurately as. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, you can have, you know, your your Gen Nine souped up to be a, a a DMR build, but you could have a a little ARP Nine or MP Five that can still outshoot you. So, yeah. like. I think, and that's what we found at Flashpoint. The guys with the ARP nines and yeah, and yeah, that style of gun were owning it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I still have like my the old reliable Gen Eight still has a plastic barrel, had a green O-ring, one point two five spring, and a and a three D printed DK hop up. And I still remember one of the first times that we bought it out to here at Wakehole. This guy had just bought this, you know, Asriel's brand new the the um, what do they call it Titan LLB or whatever it is, the big long one that they've got. And um, he's like, you know, talking it up and, and all this sort of stuff. And he's just got this new hop up. And it was this, at the time, it was that uh, Riser NT1, the, the threaded one. And he's like talking it up and everything. And he's like, oh, yeah. He shoots it, sprays heaps. And, and I pull out my little plastic Gen 8 with a, you know, mm. absolutely nothing done to it. Took about $7 to upgrade it in total. And, <laughs> um, and I was out shooting him and, and a lot more accurately. So, mm. you know. It isn't always about spending the big bucks. And, and up until now, I've still been running Gen 9s for, you know, ages, plastic polycarb gearbox, plastic gears in it, everything, mm. just maintained well, you know. That was a job. Yeah, literally. Mm. And yeah. It, it's... And Derek, look at you. Like you're a Scar V2 man. I'm yeah. a Scar V2 man. Yeah, yeah. I've still got an M4SS. I love yeah. that thing. Hey, like, hey, and people and hate it. Don't <laughs> hate it. And carrying it all day is yeah. so easy because it's yeah. that light ABS yeah. plastic. It has never missed a beat that thing mm. for me, and you know. But but then I don't you know kit it up to the absolute yeah. null because that's when it's just going to absolutely mm. you know destroy itself. But yeah. but I love that gun. Mm. You know, and like Lockie, you're on the opposite side of that. You've literally got full metal blasters with M203 full metal. Oh, not not like, yet. As would you carry that all day? Yeah, yeah, I have. I've, I've <laughs> raised raised more the full metal. Yeah. I've, I'm only just getting into it now because um, my uh, Gen 9 has finally after about. Uh, a year and a half has finally packed it in so I went oh well maybe it's time to just put the money into the metal um, but yeah it's it's. I guess it kind of comes down to what you're used to like dad he loves to just be able to run around and, and do whatever whereas throw a few Gen 8 mags in it and go yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, whereas I like as I say like with the Milsim 
Milsim sort of side of, of the Mad Dogs team. So I don't mind to, like, you know... Going and buying a $1,000 scar. No, no, no. No, God. <laughs> I, I, I work in childcare. I can't afford a $1,000 scar. Is that yours, Ray? That's Ray. <laughs> I'm selling it, at, actually. Oh, oh you? no. Because you can't get mags for it. First, yes. And then it's hard to find parts for it. And... Uh, and then it's not. I mean, I, I thought it's going to be like compatible with the. We, we might talk after this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Your deal. Uh, it, it's sad that my FN foul will be cheaper than that scar. Oh, that's yes. L1A1. Yeah, let's go. That's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except yeah. you want the the new modern one. You yeah. know the the true, OSW. Yeah, yeah, you're not a true Aussie. And wait, uh, oi, oh, ha, yeah, OSW. That's but the Were you born here, right? No. Uh, well, there you go. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's allowed to not be an Aussie. <laughs> Can't be deep. Yeah. But Metal Blaster, that's way to go. I um I do train with them um mm-hmm. for strength, not for yeah. I, I well, I'm saying that I hate carrying uh, something way uh, uh, heavy, heavy, heavy yeah. um on the you know 34 degrees outside. But for training purposes, I don't mind. Yeah. 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 It's about like building up to that as well. So when I started, I ran no plates, and then slowly um, coming into EP one, um, I wanted to have that that second mate bandage particularly, and you had to have I think it was two kilos or, or yep. three kilos worth of weighted plates in it. So I went up, and before that, I built up to the two kilos, and I ran that for a few months before EP one came, and and only recently now. Um, I invested in like some proper training plates, so I've got like five kilos worth of plates. So it's it's. Um, slowly working yourself up to that point of you know carrying around a metal blaster all day mm. or, or you know putting those weight plates and, and wearing the helmet as well and that sort of thing so like you know you can't just dive in and be like oh i'm going to chuck in five kilos and a, and a full full weight helmet and, an and a metal blaster and and, 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 and and yeah yeah so if you if you build up to that and and like ray does like ray has ray, you don't have any military background do you you no, know. yeah, no, no cadets or anything. No, just airsoft, probably back yeah. in yeah. Indonesia. Yeah, but um, but Ray is probably well, not probably. He's he's a person that I know that trains the absolute hardest. Like he goes and he do does all the training things that he can do. He's always trying to like better himself in in all those aspects and you know keep improving on different skills, whether that be his CQB skills or his just general teamwork skills, his communication or anything like that, he's the one guy that is just always there trying to, to further himself. And um, I think that everyone, if they want to go down into the Millsoft, Millsim pathway, needs to, to do that sort of thing to, like, try and, and learn. And it doesn't have to be much. Um, and there's plenty of people around, like, talk to a lot of people away, Colin, they'll be able to help you. Um, or, or any field. Yeah, or yeah. any field, really. It doesn't matter what field it is. It's, uh, people know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so... Um, and I think that if people start to do that, then they won't be in so much shock when they then start to actually get into the gameplay of like the Milson and the Millsoft styles um, and that sort of thing. Do you find that, um, look, I, I found that people were very resistant to different Millshammers having different rules yeah. and the rules being super comprehensive. Um, like, would, does that stop people from playing? Yes, I would say yes. Um, for me, the rules has to be like having the key key ISS, uh, you know, uh, approach that you know, kind- a kindergarten uh, kid can actually understand it clearly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Have, yes. have you looked at the rules for no. any of the big meals? In no, the not yet, no. You really haven't discussed it offhand no. or anything? Oh, uh, well, we probably, we probably, probably discussed yeah, it a probably little bit. Yeah, probably talked at it at some points as we were, you know, discussing the events and that mm, sort of correct. thing. But I haven't dealt, like gotten right into it and actually gone really looking into, you know, mm. what the rules are and stuff. Yeah. Is there a reason you haven't looked into it? Is uh, it because you just go, oh, that, probably, that's a big rabbit hole? No, probably because I just, at this stage, I haven't had a chance to really go to them all, you know, because I've been, you know, with work hasn't allowed me to get out the, the extra timing and stuff like that. So, you know, that's probably the next step for me is, you know, because I'm, I'm enjoying what we're doing and so the next step for me is actually get into these a bit more. So mm. I'll probably need to, you know, investigate that further and... Yeah, because I think Toowoomba's about 20 pages and Comsims is over 40 last time I checked. Um, The guys in Adelaide are around the 30 pages for their rule sets. So that's a fair bit of information too. That's extensive, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think a lot of that, and I know when I was involved in rules and I took myself away from that as much as I could sometimes, is because it's dealing with the, oh, but, what if? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, oh, but. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where one, like you may scare off the people who are just kind of getting into it, but um, it is also catering for those people who are right into it because mm. they're always going to be like, yeah, well, what if, what if this happens? What's, what's the, what's the go? How do we go yep. about that sort of thing? So it's, it is probably catering more for those more serious players. Um, and I know that, some events are designed for the more serious players, mm. whereas I think the Mills soft, and, and I think they it, absolutely need comprehensive rules yeah. for that sort of oh, event. I agree, yeah, yeah, because you know these guys are there specifically because they know what they want to do, they know what yeah. they want to get out of this event. Whereas I think that the Mills soft is a really good way to have like a, a less comprehensive thing, not not so in depth, because it's more about getting the people Go into yeah. into the you know the concept and the idea behind a mill sim style gameplay mm. um, and I think that that will bring in a lot more players than something like the com sims and, and the the normal ones because they are that more extensive mm. you know designed to be proper mill sim um, gameplay well, well it gives them the step to go between you know, just coming to a, a, a general game mm. to then go to full-blown Milsim yeah. because then you can experience it in that mid-level mm. and then decide, do I want to go to the next level? Yes, I yeah. do. Then you can go back and, you know, expand out further. Mm. Yeah. yeah, sort of my hope is, is that it's a mentoring factor that somebody's in a team, sees a team doing things a certain way and goes, look, I, I had no idea you could go to that mm. level. Yeah. It's like the first time you go to a racetrack and you go, oh, wow, the F1's really screaming. Mm. The mechanics and they rip the engine down and blah 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 and you go well yeah. I've got a car but it's nothing like that yeah. Mm. yeah yeah I think it's a good stepping stone yeah yeah I, I think it'll encourage a lot more of the people who see it at the game day see the guys like all cammed up and and with all the gear and being like oh I want to give that a crack mm. and it will give them that stepping stone to be like yeah do I do I actually want to do this like yeah. is it something that I want to progress further and go yeah, to do, that, that do I want to spend 90 bucks on a set of contacts yeah. or can I just listen to the guy next to me yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can <laughs> I just use field signals from the old days can yeah. I, yeah can I just yell across the field and that's tell it that they're flanking yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> can I yell at Garfield and people go all right well that's move I know what I'm doing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's plenty of ways to get around. Like, Vietnam War happened. We didn't have any of the gear that we've got oh, now. Yeah. We still kicked ass sometimes yeah. and got our ass kicked sometimes. Yeah. You can do it in pyjamas if you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, the missile thing probably will attract 
the the missile, the missile will attract uh, a speed could be speed could be players as well. You reckon? I would say yes. I, I, I think uh, you might be right. Yeah, because I, I saw uh, there's a group in the US called SYG. They are yeah. into Milsoft. not Milsoft, but Milsoft. Yeah, yeah. Are, because they I know are a full speed ball. Team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's it's sort of like it'd be interesting to see the compatibility. Like I, I've always seen this massive line in the like there are people that do both. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's this cultural line in the it, there between Milsim and Speedball. Mm. Yeah, or Speed Soft or Speed whatever. But, yeah. but yeah, yeah. yeah, Ray is right. That that particular group I have seen, they are like really Speed Soft orientated. But they did do one of the I think it was one of the Milsim West events mm-hmm. going back only only not too long ago I think. But um, it definitely is worth a watch to see their perspective and what they take out of a completely different environment in, a, in, in like a gameplay sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. B- because their gear at the same time, they, 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 they hate to carry you know, lots of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the Microsoft, it makes it possible for them to actually using their own gear, like the, the, their usual setup. Yeah. yeah. Because see, like a million years ago when I was in reconnaissance in mm-hmm. the military, um, you always used to say, run light. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't carry a full set of webbing. You'd carry a camelback and a little bit of stuff. You would, you're not carrying a full pack and, 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 and. Yeah. We, we had Kevlar helmets and Kevlar vests back then in the late 90s, mm. and oh. we didn't take them. We yeah. left them. Probably stupid, but that's mm. how we rolled. We rolled light. Yeah. Mm. And that's something that I, in particular, I learned that through cadets. I did it for six years. And over that time, you like refine down. You know what? What do you actually need for this? You mm. know, you you go out for you a, don't carry a just in exercise. case. Yeah, it's like you know, you get your packing list and there's fifty things on your packing list, and you're like, yeah, no, nah, I don't need half that. Yeah, like you know, take three uniforms for, for, any, for anyone in the army. You look at your DP one list and you go, half that shit I was issued yeah. is staying in my trunk. Yeah, mm. and that's the thing, and and that comes down to like um, refining that over time and that sort of thing, and and it's mm. something that people won't realize until their first event. Like perfect example. Dave and Calvin, who we met at EP1. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was Calvin, actually. At the start, he had attached his pack to the back of his, his uh, chest rig. So he carried that around the entire EP1, the whole time, because it was attached and, and he couldn't like easily take it off because he'd done it properly. Um, actually, I remember the f- next morning um, after Ryan got medevaced out yeah. and I was up at your harbour. Yeah. And seeing a guy putting a pack on it, I'm like, yeah. do you really need to carry that? And he's like, no, no, it's all good. I bet you that was Calvin. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So like that in was retrospect, attached, two years ago. That was that was attached to him. So, yep. you know, but then straight away after EP1, he was like, okay, well, I can see now that that didn't work. Mm. Let's, let's get rid of that. Yep. And now, you know, he's refined his gear down a lot. And same with me coming from when I first started all the way through to now. And... Um, like I have different sets of gear for different things. So if I know that I am going to do like a Milsim style gameplay, I've got like a, a set of gear that has, you know, specific pouches. Built for the mission. Built for, yeah, mm. for that event. And, and that's and what Molly I'm, was designed yeah. for. So you could go, yeah. okay, I don't need grenades for this mission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll put on the silencer instead or yeah. the radio or the yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that sort of thing just kind of takes time. Like, mm. you know, there's, 
hundreds and hundreds of videos out on on YouTube and that sort of thing, being like, oh, this is how I run my gear. But mm. it it's all comes down to a personal preference and what yeah. you're doing, whether you are just going out every weekend just for your general games or mm. you, you're going to general games but you're also going to do mission, um, um, milsim events or you're you know, purely just speedball. You know, mm. they ca- they're running around carrying three mags or something like that just attached to a belt, which is something very different to, say, what we would carry where we would carry, you know, five, six, seven mags and, mm. and spare batteries and, and spare water and that sort of thing. So it comes down to what you're doing mm-hmm. a lot. And, yeah, and a lot of it's I'm carrying the gear because it has a purpose, not because yeah. it looks like yeah. what and I want to carry. Yeah, that's and right, sometimes that's right. it's a learning curve with that. You'll be like, that looks sick. I'm going to get that. It's going to look awesome. <laughs> I love on my that vest. helmet. Yep, it's so it awesome. So great. On my neck. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, that MVG. Or, yeah. <laughs> or AliExpress sends you the wrong size and just bounce around in your head. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Classic. personal experience. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of times. For those at home, Lachlan has a tiny head. He has a tiny head. Everything, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Except for attitude. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is all a learning curve and, it, and it's something that takes time and you can't just rock up and pick it up straight away. It's, a, it's like anything in, in life, really. You, you're not going to be able to just grab it and just do it. Like you, mm. There's always going to be some sort of learning involved in, in doing mm. it. Like we we had guys that were going to come to EP two, um, and we we're about a week out, and they hadn't read the rules yet. And that to, in in the back of my hand, I'm just going, why don't why don't you understand the rules that we have? Mm. Um, and that was because they had played multiple times at another mill sim. Yeah, we we're used to those rules, and they were obviously comfortable with that set of rules. That was their normal. Um, so looking at our rules became almost something that was a cursory thing that you go, oh, well, they might have one or two things different, but what they obviously found, there was, there was a significant difference between our FPS rules and our blaster rules and our uniform rules. Mm. Um, and that created a bit of conflict there because they, rightly so, I suppose, expected that all mill sims would run on a fairly common set of rules. Yeah. Obviously, with a mill soft, that's going to be different again. Yeah. yeah. Well... It's, how can I say it? Um, for me, Milsoft will be the introduction yeah. towards the, the more, as you say, mm. it's, a, it's, it's towards the more complex role before you actually enter in the Milsim yeah. environment. I, I was talking to the admins before the, uh, behind the Gelball Ross for Australia page. Mm. And the challenge I put to them was, I want you to write a one-page A4 Times New Roman or font, <laughs> like not ridiculous. Like just one type page. That is the rules for a Millsoft. Yeah, I want to keep it under a page. I don't really care what the rules are, but they need to be kiss and catch all at the same time. They mm. need to give people enough guidance. Um, and Lockie would be used to things like a joining instruction before an activity. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want that level of depth. But um, come and play a game here once before you come, so you can meet some of the people and have a chat, and then come to a Millsoft. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or go anywhere and play first yep. before you come to a Millsoft. And you, like, do we say you need camo attire or do we do civvies as well? What do you guys think? Well, yeah, we, we were talking about this before, I think. You know, I, I, I think the camo, no camo thing is probably a you know, good thing to do. And, mm. you know, I don't know about civvies, even for me, it might just get a bit 
mm. sort of a bit random and a bit weird. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, I'm not shooting too Yes, yeah. just sort of I don't know. Just yeah, you know, I think it'll be a bit odd. Yeah, but it, even to do like a, a cam no cam, it's like when you look at um, most of the people who play gel ball, uh, a lot of people tend to rock camo. Um, but you do also still have so many people that choose not to. Uh, but that's normally just for comfort, not for aesthetics. Yeah. Mm. But then when you then go into like a Milsim game, everyone wants to be part of the coalition. Uh, yeah. And it always tends to to become a bit of a stacked side if if it you know, yeah. gets let by the event. I'm not going to use the words coalition and militia yeah. Yeah. at the, a Milsoft. The, uh, the, I'm sorry, not even going to use red and blue because that... That will give people a preconceived idea. Yeah, okay, of, uh, other other places have red and blue, and red is communists and yeah, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're you know um, designed to fail. And, yeah, and and, and, and I have I have set up an entirely new planet almost, yeah. and there's a north and a south. Yeah, and I'm going to put a list of cams and go. Anyone in these cams is from the south, and anyone in these cams is from the north. Yeah, and anyone else could be either. Yeah, could be from the middle. God knows. So. <laughs> Yeah. That'll work. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Well, that was easy. K I double S. Was that pretty much like eliminate any mm. kind of like political or anything sensitive? Yeah, I, I don't want people going, yeah. oh, but this this squad in this military did this yeah. thing, so I should be able to do it. I, yeah. I don't want but any of that. Yes. I just want. And you're one, the you're Milsim. the good guys, and you over there, you're the good guys too. There is no bad guys here. There's no east versus west versus. Yeah. It's yep. just, and two factions. Yep, and I might split up. That I might go. Um, all right, it's not uh, America and UK and blah blah blah. I'll put a line straight through the middle and go all the northern states of America versus all the southern states, yep. and all the northern Europeans versus all the southern Europeans, hmm. but. And, and I want the flexibility to, on the day of a Millsoft, go, okay, we've got a heap of guys here in Auscams and nobody in XYZ, so we need to split them up and move them amongst this or yep. and go, okay, we're going to balance the teams, guys. We do it on a normal gel game yep. where yeah. you get halfway through and, oh, bands have suddenly got 10 less people. All right, <laughs> we're going to move some people over to that team. That's it. You split them up. Yeah, and, mm. and to me, that's going to be a massive cultural difference between Millsim yeah. where you... Go as a team that's trained together and dressed together. Mm. You're going to get thrown around a bit, yeah. Mm. And I think I, I'm afraid that people will freak out at that and go, "Well, oh, that was terrible. I didn't get to blow with my mates." Yeah, I, I think that's Maybe. a completely different, you know, aspect of the game and a completely mm. completely different aspect of of you know the way you want to try and target, you know, either full blown milsim people or mm-hmm. you know or the milsoft sort of general, mm. you know, general consensus and what's happening out there. Um, so th- I think you're, I think you're going to get it anyway, yeah. but I think probably for the first round, I think it'll actually, it'll probably be a bit softer than you think, and and I think it'll open up, it'll open up the ground, I think a bit more yeah. for everybody. But I mean, if you if you put that out there before the event and say, you know, this is more than likely going to happen, then mm. they yeah. can't really get cranky over it because they've been informed that, that this is what the go is. This yeah. is the you'll get allocated to it. Yeah. yeah. I, a team on the day. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We'll try and keep you together with your mates, but correct. just because you're wearing X cams doesn't mean you're on side number four. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. 
And yeah, and moving forward, if you do want to do that, then then you can go and play. Yeah, go to Milsim. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where that happens. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're trying to create that sort of barrier that. between just a, an everyday weekend player mm. and a full blown Milsim player, and you've now then going to have that you know that intermediate that, you know group that can come and have a crack at having something yeah. in between. And obviously, I I do want to attract the hardcore Milsim guys to mm. come to this as a means to show off what they can do. Yeah, to show. The average Joe that they're inclusive mm. and they will bring you in, bring you under their wings, and teach you. I was going to say, what right. I, yeah. I look mm. at that as an opportunity then to then pass massive on recruiting opportunity. And not even so much of that, but then pass on knowledge. You know, as we say about refining gear. You know, they've packed an eighty liter pack full of stuff that they're never going to use. Be like, mm. oh, okay, look, you know, have you used that? Do you do you think that you're mm. actually going to use that again? It's really cool. You've got that coffee plunger, but you're yeah, going to use that yeah. twice. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm a coffee snob. International roast. Oh, jeez, get out. (laughs) Out of my house. (laughs) I can't do that either anymore. (laughs) I I think I could have it in cold milk and that's about it. (laughs) Like on a hot day. (laughs) Uh, For those of you out there that don't know, I used to work as a coffee plantation manager. That's one of the jobs I've had. So um, literally I did coffee cupping and taste testing and... And I've got a vi- – it's like when you drink red wine, I suppose. You get a very specific taste, taste that you like. Yeah. Um, so I like rainforest coffee. If you give me African coffee, I'll turn my nose up at it. Yep. Like you give me Nescafe Blend 43, I'll, I'll spit it back in your face nearly. But <laughs> that's because I'm a snob. Yeah. Yep. But that, it's no different to beer. Like some people drink Forex and some people have yeah. taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, when I go to New South Wales, I can't drink reshes or any of that, but that that's because I've acquired a certain palate, and yeah. that's coffee. Yeah. That's a bit, of a bit about you we didn't know. Ah, uh, well, we that. could probably do an up late one again. We haven't done an up late for a while. Kamikaze was talking to me this morning on Facebook about doing a three-way up late. <laughs> so we need to find somebody else with some dirty, dodgy old stories about what they did while they were naked on the roof of a boozer. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't me. This time. Definitely not. This time. So this one time. No. (laughs) Not today. Yeah, meals off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So I suppose the other thing that I've been aching to get into the conversation is armour. Do we let people go, okay, your helmet gives you some protection from something and does carrying weighted plates at a Millsoft here, do we do some sort of armour bonus for a Millsoft? And and even do we do that gives you a second mate bandage or a second tourniquet, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I think something as simple as just an extra mate bandage is enough to entice people to, like, try that aspect of Millsoft, Millsim by, you know, getting getting this a helmet and, you know, getting the weighted plates and that sort of thing. Kidding mm. um, up a little bit further. Yeah, but then it, it also is kind of like a reward for the people who do want to do that as such. Um, but so I guess where do you see a helmet fitting into that? Because like we've talked about, um, in my previous experience, we talked about, okay, so what does helmet protect you from? It's mainly a fragmentation, yeah. a fall-off things yeah. type protection. It's not, yeah. it doesn't like give a you bump, an extra life. Helmet, really. Yeah. And that's what a lot of And the should, it, should it then have a weight to it? Because yeah. most airsoft helmets are just like plastic. I was going to say, mm. yeah. My my helmet is a uh, one of the thick FMA 
helmets and it's a, a full seal maritime one so it's you know it's about the same as a, like a, a pencil a, case a, yeah. no, 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 like a, <laughs> no like a, a proper kevlar helmet but then dad's helmet is a um fast a fast yeah fast bump helmet basically yeah. so you know you then do you then have a different rule for That's having the a, question. a fast bump yeah. helmet I, I think I think it pushes it a bit far. Mm. In my, you know, just my, you know, initial thought is it starts pushing it a bit far for mm, you, yeah. you know. I think the mill sim is completely different. Yeah, and I think the mill soft is like if you've got one, maybe you get the extra, you know, you get the extra application. But I think it mm. makes it really hard to go. But if that helmet, you get that, and that yeah. helmet, you get that, it might just. But I think make it more like a tough. I think for like weighted plates, like how it was at EP uh, one was good. Mm. If you chose to go down that avenue, you got the benefit out of it. Like it wasn't like you were just doing it just for the fun of it. You got something more mm. out of having that. Yeah. Um, so I know, Ray, you play mainly in a helmet. You don't normally go baseball cap, do you? Mm, yeah, no. Yeah, and Lockie, you sort of flip between the two. Yeah, now that I've got a helmet. And Derek, you're so new to the helmet thing. So yeah. as a player, what does a helmet bring to the to the game for you? What does it change about the game for as me, a player? Definitely like uh, uh, protections from say if I need to enter a building and then I need to duck down towards like a, a hole. So you like it's protective nature. It's, yeah, it's a protective yeah. nature. So for me, uh, if I wear it, I, I don't expect to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, as Loki says, the, if if it's like you wearing the weighted plates, then I'm expected to be you know um, rewarded or like I have some more. Some more protection. Some benefit. Yeah, some yeah, perk. Yeah, yeah. And, and you not, put in the extra effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not in a sense of like, you know, pay to win where, you know, you mm. paid for this. Just something that becomes a benefit from it that doesn't, you know, make you a god. You get another magazine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. You're, you're yeah. carting all that weight Something as simple, yeah. 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 That's a good idea, yeah. Like more yeah. magazines, yeah. yeah. Yep. Especially if you're on if you're on rations of uh, ball, you know, gels stuff. That, mm. you know, yeah, that, that, that could, that really could be a good one. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that one extra mag is in gel, like an extra, you know, hundred hundred shots. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a whole but, soldier. <laughs> but, but you know, you could still only get one person with that if you're a bad shot. Yeah. Well, that's you. Yeah. What about me? The other question I always pose about armor is. Does it have to be a hard plate carrier or could it be like the old flak jackets, a soft Kevlar yeah, no. style armour? And how do we how do we test that on a player? How do we get a player and go, okay, we're gonna give you an armour bonus for that? I think a weight thing. If it if it hits a certain weight, say, you know, most most of both your wish plate carriers and your like highest. No, I, I'm not talking about people in tactical equipment here. This could be a civilian yeah. that is wearing something under a shirt. How does that become armor? Yeah. yeah. Yes. It, Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, even still, most most of the most of the gear is fairly light. So if it then you know say meets two kilos then they've got some kind of weight in it as such. And it, I think that you can just count that as a it, as an armour. It can be considered as, yeah, you know, like you, soft, you've actually put armour armor on as opposed to yeah. just putting another T-shirt on because yeah. that's going to give you absolutely yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's, sorry, that's more what I was trying to get at is mm. if, it's, if it weighs more than just the gear. If it has some encumbrance. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. If it like limits your soft, ability to do things. Soft armour, hard armour. Like, you know, it's both the same thing. It's still doing, you know, protection, of mm. course, it, real depends on levels and that sort of thing but for us i think if it meets 
a certain weight criteria, whether it is yeah. soft or hard. Like mm-hmm. uh, my my first set of weighted plates were actually just a set of foam plates that I cut holes into, and I took the the weight sacks out of a Kmart weight vest and threw it in, and then covered it up with tape. So I don't think it works. Yeah, it, yeah. it met the requirements and that sort of thing. And I think that as long as it meets, well, there's no reason we couldn't get the old um, lead flashing and wrap that inside <laughs> a vest. Yeah. It's soft, it's pliable, but it's bloody heavy. Don't yeah. lick it. Don't no lick no it. Deal, no. Is, is that a personal experience? It's not supposed to lick lead, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> is that from licking paint or lead? <laughs> like that. Or chewing on pencils. <laughs> what do you reckon, Ray? If you shot somebody that was in civilians and then they got up and put a tourniquet on, would that throw you off? Would you go, oh, that's not fair? No. Not that. I mean, that's 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 fair. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like he he deserve uh, extra tourniquet. Yeah. And because what, um, for me, I'm looking it at the effort that they put in yeah. walking around, running around with that ha- uh, that weight. Like, that's that's yeah. the one. Yeah, and you, we need to yeah. appreciate that. As long as it, as long as all of it, whether it's soft or hard armor, meets the same standard, then I, yeah, I don't see it as being a, a an advantage or disadvantage either way. I think everyone's on like a level playing field and if they're choosing to do that then that's great and it's you know comes more into line with milsim but then still people have the opportunity to not do it if they if they don't want to you might you just you might have to just sort of consider that you know if it's under a shirt or you know could you talk about undershirt or whatever mm. it might be is is a, and a civilian you want to hide the fact that you've got armor yeah. you're not going to be mm. wearing a plate carrier over the top of you no. because it makes you look like a combatant well that's right yeah it just becomes that thing of you know if they go down and they get back up and they put a tourniquet and they walk off you're like hang on a minute Duh. you can't actually see what's the honesty of the player I correct yeah you, you just you're thinking well does he actually have anything on or does he not yeah. have something on shoot you know? that guy again which I, yeah. yeah which ideally you want you know you want to have honest players but yeah. end of the day there's some people out there that aren't yeah and you just got to roll with it but get him again yeah that's that's the thing. Like, you know, you shoot someone, they don't call their hit. Shoot them again. Like, they normally <laughs> get unloaded on. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so. Naughty, naughty. Yeah. So, I suppose that pretty much covers the armor thing. Um, what else from a milsim do you think can't translate to a milsoft? What, um, like tourniquets? Do you think that can? What about rules of engagement that you can't shoot? X person if they're not doing X thing, because I get a lot of a lot of people are like, I just want to go and shoot people. I, yeah. I don't want to be told I can't shoot this and I can't do this and I can't do that. Do we think? Do you think we should avoid ROE in a law of war type stuff? I'm not talking about no prisoners and all that. I'm mm. just talking about all right if they're unarmed, you can't shoot them type stuff. Mm. Right? I, uh, I would, yeah. I would say I would say um, yeah. It's not transferable because it's sort of like taking away that I want to shoot somebody fun thing from the regular <laughs> player because I mean at at probably certain scenario we can introduce it mm-hmm. um, but like for a cert- certain period of time not like the whole game oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah just like to slip it in like oh yeah because the flip side of the coin for me is. I want to prepare them for mill sim mm-hmm. as well, yeah. give them a taste of that. Mm. So I don't want to be a focus of the entire event, but um, if I think about any mill sim that I run, there's always going to be ROE at the start where you're like, can I or can't I? Mm. And then because it my, my experience 
on operations is I'm always, even though I've got a loaded weapon, I'm going, can I or can't I? Mm. Am I within my rights to shoot that person? Mm. That is the reality of war. And you look at the SAS guys getting dragged through the coals. Yeah. That is the reality. Yeah. Of, can I or can I not murder this person legally? Mm. Mm. And, and I want to bring that back to Milson, but I don't want it to be yeah. a drag to the fun. Yeah. I think yeah. if you do introduce it, you could just keep it simple and just be like, if they're unarmed, then you can't. If yeah. they're armed, then go ahead. That's but right. It's, yeah. If you dive too deep into it and make it complex, then mm. you are just going more into the mill sim mm. as opposed to the mill soft. I think it then gives both sides a chance to just take a chill pill for a second and be like, no, nah, I, I actually don't want to get shot for a little bit. I want to just kind of like... I want to hide my game. Yeah, I want to relax. Mm. So, you know, they can mm. they can go and explore and... Do some counterintelligence work. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And not, you know, not just get lit up straight mm. away. So it gives them a, that option as well. But it, it would have to be simple if it's introduced. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What mm. about um, involving civilians and non-player characters? Do you think that's essential to a mill soft? Or is that strictly a mill sim thing where you go, okay, we've got the the leader of the clan and the mayor of the village and the those sort of pl- characters that you interact with, I, I find an essential part of mill sim. But are they necessary at mill soft or are they just going to be a distraction? I think they can be, um, because like a still, short-lived one. As yeah, you're still to, yeah. you're still trying to promote like a fun environment, and you still want the players to enjoy their time. And that's a, as you say, that is a really big part of Milsim. And I think having it, ha- trying to get your Milsim, Milsoft bridge, I think that that is a key part that you should include, whether it's for the whole time or, as you say, just mm. part of the time at least. You know, a certain scenario, you bring out a character that comes out for one scenario and then, you know, you never see him again. Yeah. Or you yeet him into a fence. Yeah, or, yeah, or you end up just, you know, he <laughs> dies like straight Truly. away. You're like, oh, the whole game's just changed because yeah. that guy's dead. Yeah. Uh, how that do we get work? that mission? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say 1.5. Who, yeah. who killed the, uh, the president, prime minister of Astana? <laughs> he died pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem with backstories. Yeah. Everyone gets wrapped up in them. Yeah. Bloody Subodny. What a terrible state that was. <laughs> And also remember that that the NPCs actually the the the, the one thing that differentiates between a normal game and a milsoft. Yeah. Yeah. There's no umpire that goes, okay, do these things. You can do this. You can't do that. It's okay. Go over there, kill the people. Mm, yeah. And you've come across somebody on the way that goes. Like, it, to me, it's like playing Fallout or yeah. in any of those games where characters give you the direction that you're going to travel next mm, yep. and you make a choice and do yep. one side, of two or three things. And, and yeah. Missions oh. and yeah. <laughs> Who's played The Witcher? <laughs> side quest. <laughs> when you do all the side, side quests. Quest. I'm a completionist. It's terrible. <laughs> it's been 400 days on something. <laughs> cool. Mm. Um, so do you reckon that covers it for the differences between the two and what can and can't come across? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so, so yes. A nice good range of stuff. Mm. What about LARP weapons? Should people be able to stabby stab? Within reason, I think you're still under the Milsim banner, so you probably don't want to go rucking around with a sword and a shield the whole time. But things like, you know, axes and stuff like that, you know, that is still a 
a thing. It's realistic. It's realistic. Still real. Still, still happens. So, mm. Yeah. So I think that that can be an, an element, and that comes into your whole. Do they have a weapon? Can I shoot them or not? That's right. Um, look, and I'll be totally frank here. One of the things that I have nightmares about is an occasion where a local had a machete and was about to go at another person, and I was questioning, what do I do if they do it, or mm. do I stop them from doing it by using lethal force, or do I start yelling at them? And that's one of those things that, that plays in my mind a lot. And I'd love to see some of that. I don't want people walking around with PTSD, but <laughs> yeah. I, I want them to have an experience that's authentic yeah. to, yeah. to yeah. modern military conflict. This is what yeah. happens out there. Yeah. yeah. Do I shoot the guy that's going to murder the person? Like, is that the good thing to do or is it the right thing to do? Yeah, mm. that's right. And that, even that is something that you could bring into your, like, your NPCs and stuff. Have one guy, you know, some crazy dude that just rocks around with a machete the whole time mm. and mm. see how that plays out with the players and yeah, well, look, decision There's, there's going to be some players that go, you've got a weapon, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. And there's going to be other guys know. that go, well, he's a farmer, of course he's going to have a sickle. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah he's got a tomahawk, big deal. He's a, he's a lumberjack. He's wearing flannel. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a lumberjack yeah. and I'm all geek. <laughs> flannel. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the um, lumber tack? No. Yeah. Lumbertack yep. is a tactical shirt made of flannel oh, like with the, all the Velcro like the compact, and everything on it, but it's flannel. Shares, yeah. yeah, it's right. like load a combat load shirt. It's like the, for yeah. like 90 bucks. Have they? Really yeah, load out like oh, <laughs> I hope they've got so bastard, I'm getting one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have like two or three colours in a G3 cut. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, pretty it's cool. Pretty cool. You need a beard to wear it though. So Lockie will never wear one. And a cap. And yeah, a cap. In a, a cap. I reckon you'd have to wear a watch cap or a band balaclava or something with it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a yeah, sure, you betcha. Denim blue overalls. <laughs> yeah, and gum boots. Yeah. All right. Um, so, is there anything else in the job or world that's giving you the irrits at the moment? Anything you love about job or oh, the future? HPA. Oh, Raymond. Are you know looking forward to a HPA <laughs> rifle off the shelf somewhere? Well. Okay. Because you like Trent's one, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Trent is pretty much like sold me out on, on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Trent. <laughs> I told Trent's going to be on a future podcast I, next I, week. I told him he wouldn't be able to resist and it lasted about two <laughs> yeah. weeks and then he got it. <laughs> I mean, it's the second, the second closest thing to GB, GBR, no, GBBR, like yeah. the responsiveness and also the consistency. But the only thing, the downside of it, there's a lot of people that actually abuse that system. Like it's not for training purposes, but actually for uh, hurting another players. That's that's what I condemn about mm. this system. Like, but there's comp locks that you can get for the regulator now too. Yeah, yeah. But the tech are, uh, is coming down again to the the the, the, the person. Are you honest? Yeah, yeah, like because it's, it's very easy to actually turn out. Hmm. Like even though like uh, the other day uh, when hardcore blasters still have that 300 FPS limit, um, a rocket out a thing uh, just probably the thing. There's a, the first thing is not uh, uh, was not is is inside the car and the car is so hot and then probably the the the, the, the right. probably the, the right. pressure yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. the pressures just changed like yeah. just a little bit and it goes like three or three or five straight away yeah right so that's that's how easy. You know that's changed, don't you? Yes. Yeah, Kathy now. has announced three thirty. I know. But I, I'm I'm sticking with my three three ten ish. Look, I would not like to be shot at three thirty at a meter from around the corner of a. Oof. But um, 
as as Kathy said, she you've got to do what is new and what aligns mm. with what yeah. everyone else is mm. doing. Like you can't be the only field that runs three hundred FPS. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like the um, SP, yeah, Quack Hall because it's like 3.30 give us actually some... That's very... Yeah. 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 Because at the moment, like if you see... Um, the but new look, there's plenty of people that won't come here because, oh, well, I run at 400. Yeah. That's great, yeah. mate. That's see, awesome. you yeah. see you later. We've got kids. You choose yeah. to go to where you want to go. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Thing. There, there are those places to cater for everyone's different preferences. Hmm. Anyone know Steve Gemmel? He used to say you'd never get over 285 feet per second and be accurate. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a running meme in all the groups. 285 or nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and we're, what, 20% above that or something now? Yeah. 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 New, 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 new gel blaster, like, out of the box. Yeah, you can buy a 310. Well, my um, APS AK from Asriel's, I, the first time I bought it was to here, and I chronoed it. And I'd never actually taken notice of the chrono because they always just go, oh, yep, it's under. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And when we were here two or three weeks ago or so, right. the nah, too hot. No, no, no. They were just like, oh, yep, 317. And I'm like, what? Is <laughs> 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 it that high? Like, my, all my Gen 9s and everything, nothing goes over like 270. And that's just, just because I never mm. needed it to go over that thing. So to have something then that's shooting 300, I'm like, oh, maybe I won't shoot that kid. Yeah, <laughs> bang bang, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he raises you. You're know, like, well, you made your choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, look, that's another thing. The whole bang bang thing. Look, I do like the idea of it, but I do hate the idea of it. And it gets uh, abused sometimes. Yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's, a lot. it's so hard. It's at your discretion, I believe. Like, especially yeah. uh, like if you coming behind someone, like you like just tap them on the shoulder. Tap, and go yeah, bang, yeah. Bang, yeah. Bang. that's the, that's yeah. a bang bang. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not like within three meters. I was gonna say within reason. Like I I have no problem with getting shot at like point blank range, in the chest. Yeah, yeah. But like know. at the same time, if I don't get shot, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Thank you for not <laughs> unloading on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. when it, when you come around a corner and someone is standing like three four meters away from you and they're like bang and you're like, well no mate, like yeah. Shoot me. <laughs> you may not get me shoot from there, me. mate. Come on. Shoot me. So you should be a mill sim and not a mill softer. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think that's where sometimes it gets abused. And there's a, there are some fields in particular that you do find that the rule just gets abused. Some people will literally like run through and just be like, bah, 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 and you're like, mate, come on. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're still ten meters away from me. I'm not calling that. Yeah. <laughs> Look for, um, like I think about the thaws and and that sort of stuff. I'd love to see people just go, "Look, bang, bang, mate. Yeah, come on, mm, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> or else." Yeah, literally. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, cool. What are you excited about most coming up in the job ball industry? Is there something on the horizon that you think might happen that you're like, "I wish that'll happen next"? Just the L one A one, to be honest. No M sixty. No, maybe a mag 58 m240 bravo these chicken arms can't handle anything that like <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe the um <laughs> maybe the um the parasaur that uh, i saw x-force bringing in might be i haven't seen that what's he what's first doing yeah um nylon i believe but oh. proper like parasaur airsoft style like feeding tube so i feel like if anything's going to fail in it it'll be that 
Like, you know so like a feed like up a, like a false belt. Yeah, yeah, like a like a in literally a tube from the side of the mag that goes up into the into the side of it. And I feel like so that'll be great in the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but to have like an actual power store, like at the moment, I've been working on one with Dad to change one of the the V three saws to make a full metal power store stock, and it's a lot of work. And, it is. But I don't do things at my halves, so it kind of sucks. Yeah. How's your um, cam bed one going? Yeah, good actually. I'm I'm at the stage where I've got it to how it's sitting in the war memorial, um, but I do want to get it to how he was running it, like properly. So there's a a couple of other things that I've got, kind of that I need to source. But at the moment, I'm happy with where it's at. It's good. So what about you, Derek? Are you going to stick with that V2 scar forever? Oh, maybe. I like it. Actually, I, I used Lockie's, one of Lockie's uh, blasters <laughs> yeah, uh, two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, the, the Cambad build. The Cambad build. And yep. uh, I must admit, I'm, yeah, now I'm a bit nervous because I'm starting to get a bit hooked on something. <laughs> <laughs> so might, might be a few purchases we, coming along. You, you know somebody's got some metal M4s that have landed and are sitting in customs right, right. now. Yeah. <gasps> oh, right. Ray, Ray's just had kittens. <laughs> They're here. Was, yeah. They're literally sitting in customs. Awesome. Nice. He's over waiting for it. Like, yeah. That's, that's good, though. Yeah. So M16A1 and the M4A1. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> Hopefully they go off and I can order a million more. Yeah, I think they will. There's a, yeah. there's a, there's a really big market for it, I think. Uh, look, I was really hesitant to buy an M4. Like the M16A1, I was all over that. Like yep. that to yeah. me, because it's interesting, it's got history. Yeah. And, yep. and the M4A1, I'm just like, everyone's got an M4. Mm. Yeah. It's no, but not your one. But because your one is like actually a proper M4 race RIS, which is mm. the if you have what's 12 strong. Yeah, but it's just another M4. It is. <laughs> At the same time, like <laughs> M4s are timeless. M4s and AKs, everyone wants them. As mm. much as we all complain because it's, you know, there's not much else on the market, everyone will always buy an M4. No, as long as it's not another Mac 10. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out and it's a piece of crap. Like, oh. <laughs> I was so excited about the Mac 10, then I got one. And it was kind of... Mm. But... Yeah, kind of ass. But then the LGT MP5 made that up for me. Yes. I was very happy with that. Mm. I am loving that at the mm. moment. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely Except it. for the drum mag that does my head in. Yeah, I, I never bought I it. I don't understand Well, we've got why. them as rentals. We've got five yep. MP5. And we obviously, you don't want to be changing stick mags yeah, with yeah, rentals. Yeah. And yeah. But those drum mags are doing Tony's head in. Yeah. Well, when I, when I bought mine, it didn't come with the drum mag, but I thought it did. So when it rocked up and it didn't have one and it was just one stick mag, I was so happy. I, was like, <laughs> Sweet. I don't have to sell it. I don't have to get rid of it. Well, see, some came... I'm trying to think back here. The first batch came with a drum mag and a yeah. stick mag. And then the second batch came with a drum mag and no stick mag. And then the third batch came <laughs> with a stick mag and no drum mag. And then it was just random after yeah. that. It is, it's definitely a really good little platform. And mm. especially if you like having the like lower capacity mags. Um, but mm -hmm. it's also good because like the, the select fire on it is really, really good. So yeah. when you pull the trigger, it actually does just shoot one, mm. and you can. You oh, know it's a massive step up from the Jin Ming one. Yeah, and and I like I really love that consistent mm. and really reliable. Mm. Yeah, so it, it you can actually run a whole game day. I ran a whole game day at hardcore, just on single shot, and yeah. and it was great because it was consistent. I never had a single problem. Never miss feed, like whereas like my Gen Nine now because I've used it for. Over a year, it you know every now and then it might shoot two or three shots. <laughs> shot, but yeah, ah well, it's not a Gen Eight where you're just going. Oh, I hope this is one or two <laughs> shots. <laughs> yeah. 
Garrick's like, no, get an M4SS, bro. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah. That's the program, guys. <laughs> it's, it's funny, the first um, UMPs I brought in, um, everyone else was bringing, like, this was two and a half years ago, like, when they first came yeah. out, everyone else was bringing them in as, like, a kit that you put together. Yeah. I went, they're still selling them like that. Yeah, and I went, um, I wonder if China will put a... And I said, what what will go in this? Oh, we can put the generator or the M4SS on it. Put the M4SS in that. Mm. <laughs> Let's crack on. Yeah. And the first ones I bought, but they didn't sell. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I thought that was epic. <laughs> hmm. I've seen the new LDT UMP. Yeah. That looks I, very nice. It looks promising. Yeah. Have you seen the videos? Yeah. Oh, I've seen one, I think. It is heavy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's got, it makes the HLF one look light. Ooh. Really? Yeah. I think I'll stick to my MP5. Yeah, me to, too. I need to mm. reduce my collection. To well, the thing I like about it, it's got burst fire. You've got a MOSFET oh. on the side of the gearbox. Oh. It literally sits. No. It's like a no. flat PCB MP5, on the side oh, yeah. of the gearbox. MP5 SD6. I need to stay on my. <laughs> I need to stay on my SD6. <laughs> it just yeah, I need. Sexy. I need to fix the cocking handle on my SD6. <laughs> Thanks, Brad, for selling me that kit so I could fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a first try. If my dumbass can do it, anyone can. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, now I've got to open a war interest gearbox, reroute all the wires to the front. I'm what? T- hey, don't need to open the gearbox. Yeah, but oh. I'm lazy, and oh, but I want to do it right, and I don't want Tony to have to do it for me. Nah, you just <laughs> if you you can um, file down a couple of spots, and you can push the whole plug through without any like you don't have to take the plug off or anything. It's great. Oh, I'll just go to super cheap and get some of those spade things connected all up and <laughs> send it through. <laughs> just send it. <laughs> Haven't they got those heat shrink ones that you can buy on the internet now? They, yeah, they oh, should probably. be terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah. Nothing yeah. better than uh, putting a bit of heat on the outside, a bit of plastic that melts solder inside the plastic. Mm, yeah, yeah, that should yeah, that, work That's well. going to be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good mechanical connection. No, no, the video says it does. So. Hmm. Um, what about the Tommy gun? Not my, not my piece of cake. I could, I could see you in a black suit and a fedora with a little stubby <laughs> cigar going, hey, come here, big fella. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> Probably a stop. different accent to that. but <laughs> Yeah. Rat-a-tat-tat. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's not for me either. I don't, no? No. You don't want to have a, like, Storm Dorm, Normandy? Oh, I was going to say, maybe, like, Normandy. Not so much, like, you know... Gangster type. I'd love a Garand that shot out the little ping. Yeah, yeah. shot out the bottom of the magazine. That'd be awesome. Jam jam your thumb into it. (laughs) (laughs) Garand thumb. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Yeah, Yeah, that that would be kind of cool. But I, I feel like the global market, like international market, is still so small, and it's it's going to take a while to build up to anything. But I feel like the Americans are starting to really embrace it. You know. Yeah. And you know why? Because the kids can play it while Dad's playing proper yeah. airsoft, I, um, and you can do full auto inside, which they you can't do with airsoft. I actually happened to be I commented on a um, airsoft Alphonse post that he put up, and ended up getting into a, like a little bit of a conversation with this one guy who was obviously from the states, and he was like, "What's gerbil?" And I was like, "Well, it's basically airsoft with." You know, a limited range. Munted. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, oh, he's like what's well, munted? I like, like that word. Can you, can you do the same thing? Like, you know, rate of fire and stuff. I was like, yeah, you can basically yeah, do you everything. You can put a Leviathan in it. You can do all the same stuff. It's just the range that's the real, mm. the range and the inconsistency in, in the ammunition type, basically, is the only real difference. Mm. Mm. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, righto. Mm. Sounds pretty shit. I'm going to stick to my ass off. And I was like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. Mm. 
yeah. Yeah, no, there's a couple of um, British and American companies that are now starting to import them directly from China. Yeah. yeah right. ah. So, yeah, I think I think the market will expand. I mean, you've got like the the IWA Tavor now that that came in expensive as but you know it's something different and i think that slowly we'll start to get you know who i'd love to give one of them to nanny saunders <laughs> she loves her bull pups <laughs> this one's for you nanny i'm gonna get an f88 i'm gonna get you a fam ass an iwi tavor and i don't know something else uh, ma5 have, have, have you seen the uh bull pup ak that'd be a good one to send yeah yeah i'd love to do an m4 bull pup kit <laughs> and send that to her anyone that knows nanny knows she's like pinging off the ceiling right now <laughs> Stacey's going, oh, hell, tractor. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you have to suck her why'd, up? <laughs> why did you do that to me? Yeah, what What else? I, um, we've done all the sniper rifles. Do you want to see another Barrett 50 cal maybe? I don't know. It's a bit pointless. Yeah, I feel like when everything's shooting, as we said before, like no more, absolutely no more than like 60 metres. What I if we did like a CO2 cartridge in 50 BMG that you put a gel ball in the end of and put that in a really big... That would be interesting. That'd be like the shotguns, well, but like okay. has one... I feel like it's like a, a big novelty thing. But I think with a, you know... With something like a sniper platform in that, it'd be alright because you want to be like set up, so you you can easily pick up your shells after run around with one of those shotguns. <laughs> you gotta like backtrack where you've been to be like, oh yeah, pick up yeah. all the shells. You want a yeah. bag? Yeah, you no. want a hessian bag? Oh, sorry, yeah. you can't. Yeah. No. <laughs> Who took all my shells? Like. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and with how expensive they are as well. So should there be a PKM or an RPK or something like I that? I think that that would be great. Like you've got like the. The, um, We've got the saw. Yeah, you got the saw. And the saw, and the saw, and the saw, and that's yeah. it. But something different in a in a light machine gun platform, like a yeah, like a different. Style. Oh, we could do like an IA twenty seven. It's another M four. Yeah, <laughs> with a heavy barrel. <laughs> and I think in, in airsoft world they they do sell the RPK kit for the AK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, they sell RPKs, RPDs. Yeah. I've seen M sixties. I've seen M two forties. I've seen all sorts of cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's even a, like a lot of conversion kits that are just a basically like a a shroud. A, well, even just like a a uh, LMG upper receiver that you just throw straight on an M4 and mm. good to go. Like the I think it's oh, Crytac. Yeah, Crytac drew one called the Trident or something like that and it's literally just a, a an M4 lower receiver with a with a yeah, well, the US Marines have just gone to an M4 yeah. style support weapon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I did see that. Mm. Yuck. <laughs> oh look, I, I I carried the saw and used to teach on it. But like I'm from the SLR days, and yeah. when again, people might not know, I was a drill sergeant at Kapuka at one stage, um, and we still had one SLR yep. in the in the armory in the historical collection. But we could take it out and put a bayonet on it for bayonet training. Yep. So whenever we did the obs course, I would carry that, and the recruits would go, "My stories so heavy," and I'm like. Or you could carry the Minimite, or you could carry this real gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up, Corporal. Tough, toughen up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Want uh, a can of STFU? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone told you that I've bought more friggin' patches? Yes, I did see that. Yeah. 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 One I like that. Yeah. I'm preparing and one for my dogs. Yes, me and Ray have been talking about Ooh, something. Yeah. So it will be, will be limited. Very limited. limited. Exclusive. Exclusive, yeah. Like. Yeah. It will be mad. Ha ha ha. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you a patch guy, Derek? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've sort of started collecting a few, and Lockie's been uh, sending me a few. And yeah, yeah, into the comedic morale patch or the uh, traditional? The traditional, more so for me, I think. Um, I haven't really gone on the comedic side of things, but um, yeah, I like them. I've probably got have you, have you been in the shop? I like the flags. Yeah, I've been down the, been down the have shop. You seen the toilet roll one? No. Oh, I had one yeah, from you, Travis. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It's a toilet roll that says 2020 Survivor. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Patches are always fun. Yeah. Like just to, you know, just to have something to slap on. Like I, um, going back uh, hardcore a few weeks ago, a mate and I ran a boogaloo kit. Yeah. And I, I really loved it. I, I had so much fun. I didn't have any fogging issues. And I'm like, right, well, I'm going to just keep doing that every now and then because it was, it was a great time. So Plat Attack have a patch now. There's something about wearing a mask with a gas mask on it. So, of course, I bought that. Yeah. And it's coming in the order now. So keen. <laughs> you know, smack that on when I'm wearing my gas mask just to add to it. Yeah. It's always good. good as long as there's a couple of fans in there, but it, actually, there's, there is, but I didn't have them running and I still had no fogging and it was great. Like the sweat was pouring off my face, but it was still pretty good. Pretty fun. Right. I'll, I'll do your deal. I'll sweat one day and I'll show you what sweating is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. Ray, Ray, Ray watched me pour like a litre of sweat out of the front of my gas mask. So, yeah. Yeah, so like did that half your weight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lost, lost a few kilos that day. <laughs> right. So um, there's rumours that Comsims is planning something for March. Are I you guys keen for that? I did hear that and I started speaking to some of the boys um, and some, some of them are interested, yeah. So we might go check it because we didn't get to the last Comsims one, mm. which was going back a couple Not of months ago. ago. Yeah, now, yeah. Um, but I do want to get back up to Susan River because I've seen that they've done a whole lot of stuff up a there. A lot of infrastructure, yeah, work, yeah, which is great, and I think it'll it'll really um, become a really good location to do like the Millsofts and the Millsims mm. with something set up like that. When you, especially when you look at um, overseas, the the places that they do their mill sims, they're all really well established. And it's just something that is going to take time for us to build up over here. Hmm. But once we get to that stage, then it'll be great. It'll yep. be awesome. Um, so you guys have played a lot of new fields recently. So w- what are the new fields like in your opinion? So you've done Debra? Uh, did you? Yep, Debra. Yep. Uh, where else? There's apparently one at Greenbank now. Greenbank? Yeah, there's like a 12-acre... Um, uh, look, I don't know. I've only oh. sort of half heard stories about yeah, that. Right. Seen it. Well, um, I, what about the battlefields? Gone, seen Chris out there? I haven't seen him at the new place. I actually went there with a mate before they moved to this new place, and we had fun out there. That was mm-hmm. a, a good time. But I haven't been to the new, the new setup that they've got yet. You guys been to Mango Hill yet? Yes. Yeah. We. Yeah. It's um, been a while since I've been to Mango Hill, actually. Yeah. I mean, they have a good setup, but. Uh, the gap play is very limited. Like you can't, you cannot use this section. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. What like there's areas you can't play in? Or? Yeah, yeah. So there's like a, a area that I think is gonna be looks super cool if we play elbow on that. But oh, this is for laser tag. I was like, but it's super cool. There's like there's like <laughs> a, yeah. you know, yeah, um, barricades there, here, there, and then. But yeah, no. Okay. Maybe I'll talk to Dennis and see if we can do the mills off there. Take the whole mm, place over yeah. for the day. I don't know how Why big not? it is actually. I'd like to it's quite a few acres. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it might, it's might not. Be it's not small, because he runs paintball, gel ball, and, and laser, laser all at the same yeah. time. So yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah, so right. you've got to have a fair bit of room to yeah. do all three at yeah. once, because he does a lot of Christmas parties. I've and a, stuff. As I said, I've only. It's been a while since I've been there, and I think I only went there once or twice. I think so. We 
I don't even think I've played on every area that mm. they've got there, so... Yeah. But it was quite good. Um, mm. But, yeah. Is Rosewood up and running again? Because uh, I know it's got I new owners, but I haven't heard much since then. Which we one? went... Rosewood. Rosewood? Yeah, yeah, Tech Ops. Oh, yeah. We went out there... Yeah. Uh, two or three um, months ago. Yeah, we actually did, a like, a private Mad Dogs game day out yeah. there. And that was really good fun. We had... An, a good time. I don't know whether that's before or after the new management's come through there. Um, I, think, I don't think it might be after. Oh, okay. Maybe after. Yeah, yeah, well, they were great. And they, they, lo- they said that they loved having us out there. And we had a really good day um, just doing a few different game modes and that sort of thing. Yeah, but I think um, if yeah, if you like, that's probably a, a good, that, another that good field for yeah, That could be another well. good possibility for, for a, a, a big event. Um, yeah. You know what I'd really love to do? Mm-hmm. Like I do a bit of work around Pink and Bar in the mowing world, and I'm always driving past these Qantas planes that are sitting there, or yep. just sitting that there doing would be nothing. Amazing! I would give my left amazing. arm to cool. run one mils, one yeah. game in that one, one single like, event. How oh. epic would that be? Are that we like it'd never happen. Cool. The police and everyone else would just be like, "There's no way you're shooting inside of an airport." Yeah. <laughs> but how epic would that be? Right, if anyone's got some contacts. Mm. <laughs> no. Well, it's not like I can build a wall and say, oh, look at my plane anymore. Yeah. There's a, f- there's a few planes floating around. Oh, yeah. Look, I've got mates that live in Alice and there's a new um, desert junkyard there that all these planes are in. The A380s are there. Oh. Like, I'd fly to Alice just to do it. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. And I love Alice. I lived there for a little while. It's awesome. That's that's another life. That's, when another, I was, that's, that's when I was story. a tour guide. <laughs> yeah, that was coffee, fun. Coffee tour guide, mate. You've done it all. Yeah, been yeah. around. Been around. Yeah, kicked a few failures, not goals, but a few points in the old AFL world. Kicked a few points, but no goals. It's life. It's that's elite. it. That's yeah. it. Now look at me, <laughs> doing nothing. Isn't it lovely? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Except I work seven days a week doing nothing. Mm. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's probably been enough for this podcast. Thanks for coming, guys. Really You're appreciate welcome. you Thanks being for having here. us. And uh, this is for our mainstay. Lockie's done all the talking, so. Good work, Lockie. And this is for Ray for not talking. <laughs> I'm a quiet guy. <laughs> I'm a shy guy. Yeah, so why come on a podcast then? <laughs> yeah. You normally talk my ear off. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right, so uh, it's time for my old mate Kevin McLeod and Cantina Blues and we're on out of here. So everyone, please, please remember that this podcast survives on Patreon. So if you can afford a dollar a month, I'd really appreciate if you could go onto Patreon and look up the Milsim podcast and throw a couple of bucks my way. The guys that are here, they can see there's a lot of hardware and software that goes into this and and that's how it's all paid for from that Patreon. So thanks, Isaac. He's the executive producer. (laughs) And uh, thanks to Damo and Steve, who are my other patrons, all three of them. Thanks, guys. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd really appreciate a buck here or there. (laughs) All right, cool. Thanks for that. And uh, I've been Tractor and you've been... Raymond. Lachlan. And Derek. All right, we're out of here.